Welcome to Idolize, which is brought to you by Wildtype Communications, LLC. What is Idolize? Well, first of all, it's the title of this podcast. And secondly, it's based on the old proverb, idle hands are the devil's playground. Except, I was never much of a hands-on type of kid, or adult for that matter. Instead, I found out that when I got bored, it was my eyes that the devil would make his playground. And I would become obsessed with watching cartoons, TV and movies, and reading comic books, reading fantasy novels, learning about pop culture. And the worst thing worse they were, the better. So, And I thought nothing could be more fun than to share my obsessions with others and hopefully maybe see if you guys would get obsessed as well and use this podcast to discuss things like the philosophy of Howard the Duck or why Superman might be the Antichrist and to review movies that are just freaking awesome for no other reason than because I think they are freaking awesome. So I guess in many ways you can consider me the James Halliday of crappy movies. But, you know, not really. For a few reasons. I'm not uber rich. I've never invented a VR oasis. I'm not dead. And I'm a real person, at least as far as I know. But if I was ever to be any of these things, and I would to be, say, create a Easter egg hunt that would give some lucky fool out there all my riches, it would likely be a lot more, a lot weirder than what we got in Ready Player One. Just saying. But... With that said, let's just all agree I'm not James Halliday. But who am I? Well, you can call me Jeff. It's a name that was given to me at birth. um, It's not an exciting name, I guess, but it's the name I got. But I guess I do have another nickname. that um, It's one I don't tend to use in real life that often. It was given to me by my coworkers, and it's, it's it's a tad pretentious. Um, it was given to me by my coworkers for a few reasons. Um, there were way too many Jeffs in the office, so to reduce confusion, oh, when someone yelled, hey, Jeff, across the room, they branded me with the name Dr. J. It also stemmed from me, my degree in pharmacology, toxicology. I have a PhD and used to be in oncology research. And it, it was probably even more a, a, a little stab at me and my basketball ability, which is non-existent. I'm likely one of the worst basketball players to ever play the game um, in, since the beginning of time and likely to the end of time. And I'm talking about so bad that it's like a guy going for a three-point shot, tripping over, over his own feet, sliding across the basketball court, body slamming into two garbage cans and throwing garbage everywhere, including all over himself. Yes, that happened at least twice. But I digress. Dr. J is is a scope's pretentious. But now thinking about it, it's also kind of uh, that type of pretentious that is perfect for a podcast name or like what you often get with a disc jockey uh, who comes up with some like, hi, I'm Dr. Smith from, I'm your radio doctor or whatever it is. So maybe we'll go with Dr. J. We'll, We'll give it a shot. Hi, I'm Dr. J, I, and welcome to Idolize. See, has a nice ring to it. So let's go with Dr. J. Um, so next, um, in the next part of this podcast, I wanted to review um, 
uh, one of my favorite favorite movies. It, it's called Girlfriend, Girlfriend from Hell. It's a 1989 classic. Um, so please stay tuned. Um, it's coming right after this brief um, word from our sponsor, which, to be honest, is just me. Talk to you later. Bye. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever found yourself naked in the middle of a medieval battle? Or found yourself running away from a T-Rex while accidentally crushing all the flora and fauna around you? Time travel. It's not for the faint of heart. While it sounds all fun and games, there can be some major consequences. And I know. Everyone has made mistakes. Those mistakes that you wish desperately that you can go travel back in time and fix. But before you choose something rash, maybe there's something I can do to help. At Wild Type Communications, we care and we understand. Let us know your story and we can help create your own personal paradox. So you can see that what may happen if you do decide to travel back in time and step on that butterfly. Like us on our Facebook page, Wild Type Communications LLC, and private message me with your story. Thank you. So in t today's movie review, I wanted to highlight a personal favorite of mine called Girlfriend from Hell. Um, it, it, this was published in 1989, and it's a horror comedy, which is actually one of my personal favorite genres, and one that I will probably review often in this podcast. Um, so it's called Go Girlfriend from Hell, and it's kind of a, a profound character study in the aspects of feminism, toxic masculinity, and overall trials and tribulations that we experience when in the search of love but more precisely it's not really love it's that connection um that people are so desperate to make with another human being um oftentimes a human being um in a romantic setting to the point that they will put themselves through a lot of abuses that no one should ever have to go through so what this what this movie does is it follows the story of a shy and perhaps a little bit of a stick-in-the-mud, wet-blanket high school girl named Maggie, who is on a date with an equally shy boyfriend um, at a birthday party. So this is where things go a little nutty. So, as you can see, the party uh, the party really wasn't very ha um, it wasn't really a great party. I mean, if you get enough shy people around, they're all going to stare at... Um, the wall pretty much and there's not gonna be any conversation at least that's how it's being portrayed in the movie that is until maggie um kind of begins to come out of her shell and she does this by getting possessed by the devil and so she spends the majority of the film seducing having sex with and killing all the other girls boyfriends at the party before she begins turning to the girls as well so her ultimate goal is to kill everyone now, the party has suddenly become far more exciting, but not really in the ways a normal person would want. So, then we meet the hapless hero, who is a hard-drinking, smoking, womanizing, manipulative, um, pretty much has done every single sin you could possibly think of, and would be destined for hell, save for one important fact. And that was he invented the condom. So, because of this, God took mercy on him and decided to give him an ultimatum either become a celestial bounty hunter and um or go to hell so 
of course, the guy decided to become a bounty hunter. And God armed him with a godly ray gun, which looked surprisingly like a 1980s Polaroid camera. Or, I guess, maybe one of those cameras that had the removable flashbulbs. Um, and it was his job to hunt, shoot the devil with this ray gun, and kill the devil. And if he did this, he would be able to go to, go to heaven. Of course. Plot twist. As there always is. Um, during his escapades, which actually occurred probably decades before the main events of this movie, he actually met and seduced the devil, who was possessing a girl in a bar. And they ended up falling in love with each other. And vice versa. The devil fell in love with him, and he fell in love with her. But he um, figured out who she was, broke it off, probably for good reasons, and then spent the rest of the time um, going, um, chasing her and trying to kill the devil. And in many ways, um, turned into the internal will-they-won't-they struggle um, a, a Will they fall in love and end up together for all eternity, or will they end up killing each other? Well, the thing that makes this movie kind of interesting is they actually switch this narrative a little bit. The devil is the monster of the movie, but is also the victim, especially in the eyes of this relationship, as because the guy, the hapless hero, the her love, the devil's love interest, is kind of an asshole. And he uses her um, feelings for him to constantly manipulate, and if you if you must get to it, abuses her. And she keeps falling for it. And at the pinnacle of the movie, to save everyone's life um, at the party, he actually manipulates and uses her feelings to him to um, kind of let her guard down, thinking that they will go away and live happily ever after, uh, right before he shoots her and um, causes the devil to f flee, um, bawling her eyes out. Um, um, looking like somewhere between a pentagram and a shooting star, red as she streaks across the sky. Um, so, and then he saved everyone's lives. But the people at the party actually saw what he truly did was he really hurt this girl. And even though he kept on saying, but she's the devil, it's like they didn't care. What he did w was pretty much what a lot of people in relationships do. He, he he justified his abuse of of this person and it, this ending scene kind of put this um movie into a tight little box of being actually a rather clever satire um you see being in the 80s the jokes were oftentimes what we consider being far more offensive and they are they can be um pretty offensive but what it was was really poking fun at all the other movies that were coming out in the 80s that truly were offensive and didn't really take into account sexism um you know racism xenophobism and some of their jokes but by turning this narrative around it began to truly look in on itself and show a mirror to society now it's a really stupid movie so it's not like that mirror was really a good mirror and not that many people would truly see this but in in actuality that's what it was doing and it's trying to convey this idea that everyone's a villain if you really let yourself be and it's not right to treat anyone this way and if you are being abused in a relationship it, it's hard to get out of but no one deserves it and so even in terrible movies that really most people wouldn't give a second look at there's sometimes important messages or 
And so I would say, give it, uh, give it a look. You can find it on Amazon, so you can order this, I believe, as a DVD um, and a VHS. But I don't suggest doing that. What I would suggest is actually going Google, type in Girlfriend from Hell, or um, or you can go on YouTube because it's actually free on YouTube. And the entire movie is there. It's not, it's not the greatest quality, but it's free, so whatever. And um, g- give it a watch. You might find yourself chuckling here and there. Um, if not, then maybe you can also make it a drinking game. A lot of these movies make excellent drinking games. Um, but either way, I'm not responsible for any loss of hours of your life from watching this movie. And I'm not responsible for if you decide to drink too much and get really sick or, you know, worse. Um, and so those are all your choices. But go for it. Check it out. Girlfriend from Hell. Great movie.